Welcome to the Barretnaked ABCs, where we nosh on Barretnaked La Diez songs like Alphabet Soup. I am Trace, and I'm a little hungry. I'm joined this week by Machele. How are you doing, Machele? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> we don't have Aran. He is eating a great meal at Morimoto's in Disney this week. Chow down on that Kobe beef, Aran. Today and for the next two weeks, we are talking about Canadian songs with actual Canadians rather than the three of us poser Canadian hosts. Okay. Aran is actually Canadian, partially, but I digress. We are drawn by the Moanster Skowaid Minutes guys, Justan and Andrew. Hello! Welcome! Thank you for having us on the podcast. It is a great honor to be here. <laughs> down, down, boy, down! Do not eat the hosts yet. And this week, we will be talking about the Canadian Snack Time Trilogy, Part 1, Snack Time. How I love the vision of people everywhere In harmony together, and each one has their share Sorry, I had a really bad frog in my throat there. Um, this, so this is from the Canadian from Snack Time in the 2008 album. Um, it's written by Kevin Hearn, and if you didn't get it, what I was doing there, then you haven't listened to Snack Time from beginning to end. Um, join us when we cover Food Party at like June of next year. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun food party, though. It is an excellent food party. I, it's actually one of my favorite parts is at the very end of that song. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. This is a great album. I, I'm a firm defender of Snack Time. And, uh, and, I've, and I've often said, and I may have even said on this podcast last time, that if you took the best of Snack Time and the best of Army, you'd basically have Born on a Pirate Ship. Like, this is a great turn for them. Yeah, I had to ask Andrew because I was embarrassed enough to ask. Like, even just for some of the songs, I was like, these are all Kevin's songs, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> these are all Kevin's songs. <laughs> they are really Kevin-y songs. <laughs> and Kevin has written, like, half this album. As I was looking through at, like, the writing credits, he is all over this album. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the songs we're covering for the next three weeks are all, all Kevin Hearn songs. We're, we're firmly in Hearn, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's perfect that Kevin is the writer of all these songs because his voice, I just, I hear, like, I want him to be on Fraggle Rock. I want them to make a Fraggle <laughs> of him. His, vo- You know what I mean? Like, I, his voice is very, uh, especially in this crazy world one right now, it's just reassuring and kind and nice and i just feel like i'm picturing a fraggle rock special with him like walking through (laughs) singing these songs and having something happen and i just 
I just love it. So yeah, it's perfect that he wrote all this. Kevin Hearn does the Muppet. There's there's something there's something really vulnerable about Kevin. Like he always sounds Wicked. like if you if you breathe too hard on him, he's just going to kind of float away. But his songs yes. are always <laughs> the craziest songs. Like he he always comes out with the most bizarre concepts, and he he comes across as just this little guy who's singing the song. Yes, and that's exactly the voice. Yeah, but but then he's like the Wizard of Magic Land, and you're oh, wow okay. Yes. There's a lot going well, on. Well, no, not not contesting, but just saying Jim has his share. I mean, Spider in My Room is still one of those songs that, and I'm not to get ahead of myself or you guys, I mean, that's a while away. But That'll be in the next decade. That's <laughs> 10 years away. Yeah. Let me tell you. I'll be, I'll be well into my 50s by the time we get to Spider in My Room. I'll be gone. I will have gone through menopause and I'll be on the other side. It'll be great. I won't give a crap about Spider in My Room. I won't care. <laughs> I'll start smoking again. It's going to be awesome. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll hear from Michelle. She'll be like, I love this song. It's wonderful. So <laughs> Doris Grau? <laughs> Mrs. Grabapple? <laughs> uh, so this track, I don't know if you guys looked up and tried to find I'm trying to pull us back here. Yes. Um, this track is named after another famous Canadian, of course. Uh, it was named after Gordon Lightfoot's uh, Canadian Railroad Trilogy. Hmm. Um, it's interesting because the song sounds... I want to... We'll jump right into the music. I feel like that Kevin, when he's singing this song, is trying to do his best Gordon Lightfoot impression. Oh, heck yeah. 100%. <laughs> and, and he's succeeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, if I close my eyes, it does sound like Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah, if I could close my eyes, I, I think, you know, he, he's he's really nailing it. And, and just, it's very evocative of a very particularly laid back Gord. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, he's he's knocking Gordon Lightfoot out of the park, figuratively. And it, so, it sounds nothing like the begin of, beginning of that. Well, it's interesting because the Canadian Railroad Trilogy is a one-part song that's broken down into three pieces yeah so it's only one song really um whereas this is three songs but it is like 20 minutes long <laughs> it is it is very long <laughs> i was like i get to listen to this i was like oh yeah i get to listen to this i love gordon lightfoot but i just don't like that song very much yeah. it's it's not it's not his best song i'm sorry gord <laughs> but i will say this the this song sounds a lot like the middle of that song okay 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 so I was like, this doesn't sound anything like the Canadian Railroad Trilogy. And then somewhere in the middle, it changes completely different. It goes into a completely different pace. Yeah. And it sounds very evocative of that that part of the song. And certainly the other two songs in the Snack Time Trilogy don't sound anything like Gordon Lightfoot. No, <laughs> no, not even close. I'm, I'm not sure why he named it the Canadian Snack Time Trilogy that way, but... I was going to say, uh, I, I suppose you could argue part two sounds a little more of a different Gordon getting back to uh, Sting's real name because it sounds like something <laughs> off of Synchronicity. <laughs> yes. But, you know. There's, there's... Well, we'll, co we'll cover that next next week, though. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Gordon from Sesame Street and then we were getting back into the Muppets thing. 
That's the third one. Teach you about vegetables. No, no, no. <laughs> and I, I was gonna go with Gordon Shumway, but you yeah. know. <laughs> and that one dropped. That was that was a bomb. That was just. <laughs> I appreciated it. <laughs> so. I, I like this song, and I like what he's trying to do with this song. Solidly okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I when I think about this album, this isn't the song that jumps out. Even though I guess it's the titular song, um, mm. it's a fun song. Uh, it's mostly fun because of all the guest stars, but it's mm. it's not necessarily at the top of my BNL, at the top of my snack time, or even at the top of my Kevin songs. Um, it's just a fun song fun agreed i was gonna say the same thing the thing that made this song for me were the guest spots lyle lovett as a guest on a bnl song (laughs) that i was like yes well first starting with getty lee right off the bat like that's awesome and then you've got lyle lovett mixed in and janine garofalo i mean what a great mix of people (laughs) that was awesome but for me what i loved about the song was the line a day without snack time it just isn't right. I, I scribbled it down, so that may not be exactly, but I was like, yeah, if there's no snacks. I'm not having this day. <laughs> That'd make a good t-shirt. Had, I'm surprised they haven't marketed that. Yeah. Exactly. That would be great. They could make money on that. Yeah. I mean, I, feel- I have to say that the line that he leads into that, though, I hate. Hmm. It's like my least favorite line of the whole entire song. I wake up in the morning. I got to sleep at night. Yeah, I'm like, okay, let that you could not get a more generic line in a song. Oh, really? Can we talk about our most hated generic lines in songs? <laughs> sure. So my my most hated thing in a song is when uh, the, whoever's singing starts by talking about how they're just sitting here. Because oh. that's where you are when you wrote the song. That's right. Good for you. <laughs> Write what you know, I guess. I uh, I'm it's really hilarious. big on the whole don't start with a baby. Like what? don't start with baby and don't oh, end baby. with baby. Oh. No baby. Good no babies. No, no babies. No babies. No baby. No baby. No baby. <laughs> but I was going to say yes. just the one thing I appreciate though about the monot well maybe not the monotony but just the banality of that opening line the fact that it's just blah is the fact that it actually is something that everybody has to do whether you're a kid or an adult. And then it goes into snack time, like the idea that we all need snack time. And then that said to me, like I was suddenly flipping back to somewhere between uh, recess time at kindergarten or, you know, coffee at my office where basically it's just like, oh, thank God we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we made it to we snack time. We made it to snack time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. You know, like I sat there and I was just kind of like, and also then when you have the the again the soft plushy tones of kevin uh that i just yes. sat there and i was like this is a safe song this is good. wicked <laughs> this, is a, yes. this is a good place to be i feel cozy in this song the plushy tones i, I of thought kevin. you could yeah wow yes yeah i thought you could replace the word snack time with nap time yeah. that's what i wanted oh, <laughs> definitely. not as a kid i would not have wanted nap time as a kid but as an adult Yes, especially with Kevin singing, it's just oh, and yes. and doing a Lightfoot impression, right? Like yeah, right. like he's yes. he's doubling down on the cozy. Yeah, totally. Oh, I have to say, this is my favorite Kevin voice. <laughs> like if he's got a lot of them. If I could hear Kevin sing like this all the time, I would love it. Mm. <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I don't know if he'd have to go through copyright lawyers though, because I'm sure Gord would make some <laughs> cash off him. <laughs> Wouldn't that be just great? He just starts releasing albums. He's always singing like Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> I would love it if he did a compilation album of Gordon Lightfoot songs. <laughs> I'd love to hear him do Sting albums as Gordon Lightfoot. That'd be amazing. We should start a thing where, like, Gordon, Gordon Lightfoot... Gordon, Gordon. Gordon Lightfoot impressions are, like, the Canadian version of an Elvis impersonator. And we just go around and do a whole concert that way. Why not? That would be perfect. Have Gordon Gordon impression people all around the nation. Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Isn't that what we do? I, it, it's, it's what we do, yeah. It's our national yeah. pastime. You're just trying to make it popular right now. Yeah, yes. We call it light footing. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going light footing this weekend. That's what we say. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Acoustic or electric? Oh, oh all the way. <laughs> Man, you got to be careful with an electric light footing. <laughs> You could get an electric light foot orchestra down there, you know, sync up oh. the Christmas lights to that. Go, things get weird. Don't get me down, Bruce. That's <laughs> my awful Gordon Lightfoot version. Gordon Lightfoot covering ELO. Oh, wow. Yep. I'm having pipe dreams already. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So... Let, let's because I had to search in order to find all the different people that are that are kind of guesting in this song. So I wanted to kind of go down that for a minute. Yeah, and let's judge and them just, for their snack choices. I want to judge a couple of them. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> now some of them are kids. In fairness, the the guys got a lot of their kids in there. That is true. Yeah, I'm not going to judge the kids. They can eat whatever they want. Yes. There's only there's only one kid that's not in here. Okay. And I think that is Kevin's kid. I don't think that she makes it into any of the songs. Which is weird because it's his song and he's in it twice. That's true. But I, I almost think that it's because of her condition and the things that she's that she's battling um, and dealing with. And so that's why he probably didn't want to bring awareness to that at that time. Sure. Fair. So we start off with Getty, as, as you mentioned. Hi, I'm Getty. I love barbecue potato chips. Russ Getty Michelle. Lee. Yay. Yes. yes. Perfect place to start. And we like have that sets the bar high. <laughs> yeah. That yes. is humongous. It's starting with a bang, right? Yeah. Hmm. And that's a tra- and he has traditional snack stuff. Oh yeah. It's barbecue potato chips. What what could be like, more of a seventies jam than barbecue potato chips, honestly? I'm yeah. I'm gonna speak up on that one to only one thing about it is that i am disappointed in his uh canadian heritage that he didn't pick ketchup chips <laughs> those are the best no i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put my foot down on that one getty you dropped the ball you're gonna put your foot down <laughs> every now and then we get ketchup chips here in maine and when i see them i'm all about them humpty dumpty makes ketchup chips that we can get occasionally you'll see them occasionally do you mean like they blow the over the border or how do you get those <laughs> i don't know they just show up on the shelf every once in a while and I stick my head in the bag. And... They accidentally forget to ship them across the border. Yeah. I guess. I was going to say it's probably that those are the ones that uh, didn't make it across on the boat from the Maritimes <laughs> oh. to here. So they just said, well, somebody's got to eat them. They're so good. Someone <laughs> must enjoy these. Maine, Canada, close enough. It's very close. <laughs> very close indeed. So then we're followed up with Jonah Page. Hi, I'm Jonah. 
Stevens' son, uh, who likes marshmallows. Fair. Good choice, Jonah. Mm-hmm. I like how they alternate this between adults and kids. This is a lot of fun that they do this. So then we'll go on to the cousins, Harlan Williams. Hi, I'm Harlan, and I love blueberry pie. Kevin's cousin. It's it's not late period bare naked ladies without Harlan Williams hanging exactly. around there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he like now see, I don't think of this as a snack. I think of blueberry pie as a dessert. Absolutely. I mean, they're different. Some of these things are meals outright, full stop. These are oh, not yeah. snacks. We're, we're going to get to one that I'm like, there is no way that's a snack. What is going on? I, I argue a snack is in the eye of the beholder or the hand or the stomach of the beholder. <laughs> a snack is a dream your heart makes. So, My hands whoa. first and then. A snack, a snack is the time of day. The snack. It doesn't matter oh, okay. what it is. No, the time I, of day. I, I'll back Michelle up on that one. No, I agree 100%. It's very true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bag of chips is a lunch if it's noon. <laughs> exactly. That's true. That's true. I I had trail mix for lunch today, so I can't argue this that. Is sage advice, yeah. <laughs> Life advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's trying to teach us in this song. This is exactly what it is. Take So take next your ne- snack time. <laughs> next I think is Finn Cregan is My name is Finn and I like crackers. Is that Jim's son? That is. Oh man, and he, and he likes crackers, which also straight up crackers, traditional. Man. What you putting on those crackers, Finn? What's going on here? Right. Yeah. Or are they? And he he's pretty young when he's recording this, so you know. Could be animal crackers. Could be. That's true. Oh, that's yeah. true. I like graham crackers. Yep. Like for a snack, graham crackers that, are great. Right. Like up Teddy Grahams or. Oh no. I mean, it's not to try to cut down on sex, but I do love graham crackers. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. See, this is something they teach you in psych school. Oh. <laughs> in psych school, they teach you that, that graham crackers and cornflakes were both created in order to decrease oh. masturbation. I guess that's true. By the Kellogg's, right? Yeah. That's I, correct. I, I thought you were going like, if I eat them in bed, there's crumbs, and then <laughs> it's a major faux pas, but I can't stop eating them in bed. It's very unattractive, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, who's next on the list? <laughs> I'm going to be really careful where I, where I go with this. Oh, boy. In case my wife ever listens to this podcast. I don't think it's going to happen, but just in case. <laughs> yeah, she's yelling in the background now. Um, Stop eating graham so, crackers! <laughs> so next up, we have Lyle Lovett. Hi, I'm Lyle, and I like watermelon. Nice. I, could, I agree. I agree that's a good snack. Yeah. I, w- I would go with that. Matter of fact, most of the stuff they listed on here, I've had for snacks at some point, so. That's a nice healthy snack food, too. But do you think that's why Mm -hmm. uh, Julia Roberts dumped him? No. She likes chocolate. He likes watermelon. Those two can't mix. I'll tell you what, it would be. Listen, that's not a very healthy food you're eating over there, Julia Roberts. And she's like, (laughs) I'm dumping you. (laughs) I don't know. We're done. I don't know if I'd be able to handle watching Julia Roberts eating a watermelon. I mean. She do it in one go. That's just vomp is gone. (laughs) That's it. Oh jeez! Wow. Terrifying. So maybe that's why it didn't work out. (laughs) I'm still mad at her for marrying Lyle Lovett. Actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or I'm mad at Lyle Lovett for marrying her. Why? The scars have never healed. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. (laughs) It's wrong on every count. Yeah. 
<laughs> direct us away but from that's this. That's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah. That's another. That's Welcome to I Love at ABCs. <laughs> yes. Divorces and dinners. <laughs> All my celebrity um, wars that I'm in, I guess. My celebrity grudges. There you go. Celebrity grudges. Questionable choices. Fair. So next up, we have Hazel Stewart. Hi, my name is Hazel. My favorite snack is Nori. Who loves Nori, yeah. which is the seaweed wraps that you, uh, you make, uh, like, sushi. Uh, Thank you. That was the one I was trying to get out. And they're great. The sushi. We eat these a lot in our house too. We've got little like pre-packed like nori chips. They're they're just the size of like a cracker. And uh, they're supposed to be very good for you. Oh, yeah. That's what I am told. I hope that's true because they're very salty and delicious. <laughs> so I have suspicions oh. on this. But I know that my wife and my dog uh, both love them. So I went through a phase where that's like all I would eat for snack. Like I just bought like boxes of nori and would just eat them at every snack time. So all right, good. I'm gonna Ooh. be the uh, the outsider luddite here and just say I had to look up what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. But to replace that with a sort of millennial nice snack replacement, I, I do enjoy, uh, and so does all of my family, we like hummus. So sure, <laughs> okay. that going. Yes. None of them added that one, but hummus is amazing on pretty much anything. Maybe that's what Finn... That's what he had the crackers with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. You know what hummus is not good with? Chocolate. Uh, not a good mix. No, and that's what Sarah McLaughlin liked. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I love But you know what? Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> can like whatever she wants, man. Damn right. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Permanent pass. Chocolate is a good snack. I will give her that. Chocolate's <laughs> a great snack. You know what's not a snack? A three-pound lobster. Hi, I'm Ben, and my favorite snack is a three-pound lobster. Up yours, Ben Page. <laughs> what is with that? That's not... Ben, what? How are you eating lobster? Three pound lobsters uh, kid, for that's a snack? Not kosher. That's not kosher. <laughs> not kosher. <laughs> it's not kosher, but it is coronary. He's going to die. <laughs> how many of these is he eating as a snack? Is he just popping a three pound lobster like a bag of them? Well, exactly. Yeah. Yikes. It's like as a snack. Like that's a daily thing. Like whoa. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Lobster is one of those things that every year on my birthday, that's what I want to have for my meal. But that it's a meal. Good, <laughs> Lobster is a great vehicle for butter. There, there. <laughs> I'm writing that down. It's like a great vehicle for butter. <laughs> I like the idea it that is... Lobster is just a butter delivery system, really. It's like I've got... It's true. <laughs> all I want to do is eat butter. What can I put Steamers. this on? Uh, I got crackers. <laughs> I got chocolate. Oh, Lobster. Lobster. <laughs> Yes. Mm. I'm going to spend all this money to deliver the butter to my <laughs> mouth. Oh, thank God I'm eating this butter. <laughs> so then we have Martin Telly from the Rio Statics. Hi, my name's Martin, and I like olives. Who loves... God bless the Rio Statics. Oh, I love their music. They're great. And I love olives. Those are great. Yes. You didn't say good, good pick there. Yeah. So then Hannah Robertson, Ed's daughter, is a big salt and vinegar chips Fan. Hi, I'm Hannah, and I like salt and vinegar chips. Very stalwart. What? What's everybody's favorite brand of salt and vinegar chips? Ooh. I'm gonna go hardcore Mrs. Vanilli's on this one. Sea salt and malt vinegar. I don't like any of them, long. so I'm out. Okay. <laughs> Do we have that in the Mr. Because I'm gonna go hardcore. No. We have Oots. Humpty Dumpty. Lays. We have uh, Lay's. 
Oops. Well, as as an um, expat, so we're we're in Newfoundland, and most of what we eat here is fish <laughs> and chips, and it's it's very very good. There's a lot of amazing fish and chips places. We're known for it. But when I was living in Connecticut, and I was really jonesing for those fish and chips, it was those Mrs. Vanilli's salt and vinegar chips oh. that really hit that spot. I'm like, oh, this is pretty the key, close. This that's going to be Connecticut, so. New York thing. I'm then. thinking it's a different area, yeah. The, the key to it is that they're kettle chips, and it's malt vinegar. That makes a yeah. big difference. Oh. That's the thing. Oh. It's, 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 it's fragrant. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. The next uh, person so, on the list is national icon David Suzuki. Hi, this is David, and my favorite snack is Simba. I was going to say, tell us a little bit about David Suzuki because he's the one person on this list I don't know. What? Okay, David Suzuki. He he's. <laughs> if you're in Canada, that's that's like being in the states and saying like, who's this Elvis guy? David Suzuki is a is a <laughs> conservationist and a naturalist who's hosted the longtime program The Nature of Things, which is a series of nature documentaries, and is a big proponent of oh. conservation. He, he's uh, toured the country about clean water access a lot of the time and climate change, of course. He's, like, in his 80s, and he's totally shredded like a Ninja Turtle. He's got abs for oh days. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, my but gosh, he's, yes. He's, he's just this, <laughs> this very old kind of wizened, I believe, I guess Japanese man who uh, is Canadian of Japanese descent. Yeah. And, and he's just, like, he's one of those five guys, maybe, that every Canadian would be like, who who is the ultimate Canadian? You'd be like, well, there's Terry Fox, there's David Suzuki, and, you know, maybe Gord Downey is on that list. He's on this well, list, too. Now he is. Yeah, God love him. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll... You, have, you have to choose between Gord Downey and Gordon Lightfoot at that point, probably. Yeah. But, but yeah. David Suzuki is one of those guys who's who's one of the one of the great Canadians. So, well, the there you go. And, and in an equivalency to a point, I would even argue that in terms of understanding what he is to Canada, take the simplicity that is Bill Nye and make it like awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> like no offense. To, and about nature. Yeah, but yeah. No offense to Bill Nye because Bill Nye is a bit about conservation and a bit about uh, saving the planet with the ice caps and all that too. Sure. But a lot of people look at Bill Nye and they're like, well, he's not really a PhD or whatever, and that's fine. I don't care. Those people don't count. Yeah, but David Suzuki's, <laughs> without a doubt, with and with all due respect to Bill Nye and all the rest of those guys down there, no, Dave's the real thing. <laughs> he's just, he's amazing. <laughs> he's the Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. of nature. Let me put it to you this way. Kids weren't watching his show, but if you were a kid and watched his show... You are a better human being yeah. now. <laughs> He's like Bill Nye for adults. There. Well, there we there go. That's, go. That's that's exactly all you have to say right there. Yeah. So he likes Sembai. I'm not. Oh, he mentions what that is, like a rice cake sort of thing. Yeah. See, I've had them again. David Suzuki comes up with something obscure, but then he teaches you about it. He made this a teachable moment. Hmm. So yep. there you go. Exactly. Thank you, Mr. Suzuki. <laughs> so then we have garbled squealing. <laughs> Yes. Um, That's Jason so Priestley. This point... <laughs> Listen. Another great No, no, Canadian. before Jason, he's also garbled squeaking. Oh, but <laughs> before that, we have Chloe. I think it's Chloe Krieger. Okay. It's the only one, the only one between Chloe and, um, and Havana Hearn that aren't listed on this whole list of their kids. I'm guessing it's Chloe because Chloe would have been about less than one years old at the time of the recording. Yeah, awesome. So I'm guessing that's her. Le leave it to one of the uh, to uh, 
one of the Cregan kids to be a giggly mess on the tape recording. I, <laughs> I think that works really well. <laughs> and she is welcome. My, if, if I ever have a complaint about bare naked ladies, is that not enough Cregan? So you can never have too Fair. much Cregan. Well, we lost one. I do. I do love. I do love my Cregan. Yeah. So then we have Jason Priestley. Hi, I'm Jason, and I like macaroni and cheese. I think he's he's phoning it in with this oh, answer. Oh, macaroni is. and cheese. Oh, Come yeah. on. Another meal, man. It's a meal. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, oh, Priestley. No. I think he's trying to be clever. Yeah, I think it's a fail. Yeah, I think it's a callback. <laughs> no good. That's like going on an Elvis Presley record and saying he likes banana and peanut butter. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Deep fried. <laughs> Not good. But maybe he's trying <laughs> to be yeah. like, I've been there since the beginning, man. I liked Bare Naked Ladies before it was cool. Before it was cool. All these Harland Williamses <laughs> came around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm real. I'm <laughs> real. Podcasts. Priestley's oh, oh, keeping it real. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Getty. I like these guys. <laughs> so then we have Arden Robertson who gives us. Hi, I'm Arden, and I like popcorn. Followed up by, probably as we we mentioned this person numerous times on the podcast, Gord Downey. Yeah, and hi, I'm Gord. And I like peanut butter and crackers. And we should take a moment here. Okay, so, yes, Gord Downey. He, again, one of the five great Canadians. Lead singer of the Tragically Hip. And, uh, you know, as we're recording this, tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of Gord's death. Oh, really? And, you know, I I don't know how... I know the Tragically Hip played in the States, and they were on Saturday Night Live. I don't know how much that translated, but... You know, to to put it in it perspective, very much. Th- this guy, Gord Downey, found out that he had terminal brain cancer a couple years ago, and his response to this was to create this this power album and tour. They just toured the crap out of the country, and it culminated it in place. Yep, and it culminated in this massive concert in in their original hometown, Kingston, that was aired live on the CBC. 12 million people watched it. The entire country stopped to watch this. It's one of the great moments in rock history in the world. This is Canadian Woodstock, this concert. And it's really only a year ago that all this happened. And and, uh, and Gord passed away a year ago tomorrow. So so much props to Gord Downey. And uh, and God bless you, Gord. He's eating Mm -hmm. peanut butter and crackers up in the sky. (laughs) Yes. No, he is a Canadian icon. Yeah. Yeah. Well... No doubt 50 about it. Fifty to sixty percent of his songs are all about just Canada writ large. That's it. Like, yeah, he did something. it intentionally, right? Oh yeah. He's like, Everything. we're gonna be the ultimate Canadian band, and, uh, <laughs> and they did. <laughs> he was very proud of his nationalism, which is good. Yeah. He should be. Canada is a cl- is a country to be proud of. Like really big. That did you hear that, Stephen? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> little dig there, just a little dig. We love you in America too, Stephen. <laughs> are you trying to kick him out? <laughs> no, he thinks we are. I told several of us don't want him kicked oh. out. But according to White Noise, he feels like he could get kicked out at any time. Oh, of course, Stephen. Well, you know, he's 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 very very politically active, so I'm sure he feels he's got he a target is. on him. And as we mentioned a few weeks ago, we absolutely love his album. Michelle and I both agreed, like fives on that Ooh. album. So yeah. yeah, I can't wait to hear it's it. I haven't heard oh, it go go out, buy it. It's amazing. It is the return of yeah, Stephen Page. Good. Yeah. So then okay, we have well. speaking of Stephen Page, his son Isaac saying that he loves ice cream. Hello, my name is Isaac, and I like. 
cake ice cream. Once again, I think that's more of a dessert than a snack, but oh. I'll I'll have a, I'll have ice cream for a snack. That sometimes. could be <laughs> breakfast. That could be brunch. That could be lunch. That could be an afternoon. I didn't get snack. to this. That could be yeah. a late afternoon snack. I didn't get to this size by not liking ice this, cream. That could be dinner. This that is a border one dinner. to me. Yeah, it's not like pie. That could be before bed. Like pie feels like that's not a snack unless you've got a leftover pie that was a dessert. You're not going to go eat eat pie but it might be late in the evening and you're just like you know what i want some ben and jerry's right now and that's gonna happen you know what i mean like this 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 is on the border between dessert and snack for me so i'm gonna give it a pass my kids my kids are pretty much of the opinion if it's in the fridge it's it's up for grabs and i teach them this (laughs) (laughs) can we is, is this an appropriate time to mention what your son's first word was do you remember what your son's first word was (laughs) We'll cut out the pause there in between. No, I was, I if wasn't I'm not sure mis- who he was talking to. I was like, wait If now. I'm not mistaken, your son's first word was snack. Yes, it was. There you go. Oh. You must be a proud papa. Well, the our oldest had the dog's name, not mommy or daddy. <laughs> there you are. Uh, you, you say the word. He knew what was important. Yeah, she, she knew what was important. And then Ben knew, oh, and ben knew snack. And our youngest one, she learned how to say goodbye. <laughs> so, that's, <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, you're, you're leaving. Good. Get out. <laughs> so Ben would fit in perfectly in this list. Oh, he would, he he would, would have, have some authoritative choices. Yes. Hmm. He has <laughs> terrible eating habits. So that would fall into place with all of this. <laughs> So next we have Mike Smith, who plays Bubbles on Trailer Park yes. Boys. This is Bubbles. My favorite snack is pickled eggs. <laughs> Solid Bubbles pick. It's interesting that they picked him for this like group. Like I wouldn't have thought like, yeah, let's let's bring Bubbles in. You know here. what though? This was a period where those guys were in everything. Uh, they were in a tragically hip video too. Um, and the the Trailer Park Boys were all over the place in the in, in the music scene. I mean, so. Uh, this this doesn't really this this tracks <laughs> i'm gonna speed us through the next couple here so then we have millie stewart tyler's daughter hi my name's millie and my favorite snack is cheesy who loves cheesies which i'm guessing you guys tell me that's like uh cheese it's oh it's a particular brand of cheesy if she's talking about capital c cheesy or cheese puffs she's referring to a specific brand because i even just checked to see if it was a capital c there is a brand of cheesy which is very popular in uh, Maritime Canada called Hawkins Cheesies. And they are the hardest sons of guns that you'll ever eat. The yeah. saltiest things you'll ever have in your mouth. That's a and, cheap candy uh, or a cheap chip, yeah. And technically made with real Canadian cheddar. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they are gold. Everybody loves them, <laughs> pretty much. Like, you talk to anybody from out around the bay to in town to out down, wherever. They all want these cheesies. It's just the town. Yeah. The town loves yeah, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we follow that up with Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Hi, I'm Al, and I like honey roasted peanuts. Who loves honey roasted peanuts? No, I... Who? Weird Al Yankovic. It's Weird Al, dude. No, who? No, I, I have no idea who that is. national treasure and global icon yes yes (laughs) and of course he loves honey roasted peanuts that that's a perfectly weird al food to me yes that's great yeah sweet and salty so then we have lyle robertson hi i'm lyle and i like jelly beans ed's boy saying he loves jelly beans 
Excellent choice. We go to Janine Garofalo. Hi, I'm Janine, and I like microwaved chocolate donuts. That's what I like. I don't understand this one. Anyone that can explain this one, microwave chocolate donuts. I mean, I know chocolate donuts. I don't know microwaved chocolate donuts. She must just put them in the microwave to heat them up a little bit and make them soft and gooey. Yeah, what's what's not to understand? I think she's giving you the instructions. (laughs) Have a nice ice cold glass of milk to go with it. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I have never done that to a donut. I maybe there is something wrong with me. You know what? You've never had donuts left over no that you just have to make fresh again. See, that's what you have to uh, you leave It's like when you toast a frozen piece donuts. of bread, you know? It's like, oh, it's so fresh now. Yeah. Mm. I will have to try it now. Go get Wait. a box of glazed chocolate donuts, leave them out on the counter for like three days, and then go nuke them. <laughs> 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 <They'll> love it. <laughs> but you know what? Janine Garofalo, like uh, Sarah McLaughlin, lifetime pass. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> She can That's do true. whatever she wants, <laughs> indeed. So then we have Kevin Hearn. Hello, I am Zignon 5, and I like microchips. Doing his voice of Zignon 5, who likes microchips. That's yeah. Kevin joke, yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. A, <laughs> that is totally a Kevin dad joke yeah. right there. <laughs> And then, and and my guess is that's his spot of like trying. Maybe this is a joke he like tells with his daughter or something. Because this is him once again. Like that's the spot that his child would be on this lineup, yeah. and he takes that spot instead. Yeah. So, and then finally we finish it up with the na- national pastime, Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> Hello, I'm Gordon Lightfoot, and my favorite snack is pasta. Yep, the town bicycle himself. <laughs> <laughs> And he likes pasta, which I, okay, Not, I'm going to give him a pass because he is such a national no, icon. No, no pass. <laughs> no pasta pass. is not a snack, Lightfoot. You give back your Junos. <laughs> that is not no. a, a snack. That's something that should be a meal, but if you're eating it for a snack, you really need to look at yourself and see what's happening in your life. He's got to make some tough choices. What are you trying to say, Michelle? That's no. what I used to do in high school. I'm, so, I'm talking to myself here. <laughs> like All through high school, like I would come home, I'd have a box of pasta, I'd go to swim practice, I'd come home and eat dinner, which was a box of pasta. Yes. But like, well, you're a growing boy, and you're in high school, and you were active. I sit on the couch all day, and if I'm eating a box of pasta slathered in butter, another excellent vehicle for butter, yes, by the way. Yes, fair, fair. You know, if I'm calling that a snack, I've, there, got, I've got some soul searching. Here's the only way this is there a is snack. Nothing better, if, there is nothing better in this world than pasta covered in melted butter, cover, then mixed in with Parmesan cheese. If, if he is eating raw spaghetti noodles, if, if he is pulling them out of the pack and just like chawing on them, it's a snack. That would be a, that would be a Otherwise, snack. Otherwise, it, it, this is not a snack. And if you could read my mind, love, you would find disgust because oh. this is a meal, Gord. <laughs> oh. You, you, you failed the never, test. So like, did nobody else have like, noodle cups and ramen back in there that's a meal oh, it's an instant yes. meal oh cents. sorry that's not i had to eat four of those for it to be a meal i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good meal no <laughs> no there's no nutrition in it but 
Maybe that's why you think it's a, it's a snack. Very disappointed, man. It's sort of a sm- a mid meal. It's a layover meal. So we don't have Aaron this week. We don't have anything in terms of like we we have no musical breakdown. But he did send us his notes. So I have decided that this being Halloween tomorrow, when so we need to have some special guests come on to present Aaron's notes. So I reached out. I've been working on this a long time because I knew Aaron was going to be here. So don't ask me how I got these guys. But I know you're going to love them being Monster Squad Minute guys. Oh, boy. I've got Dracula. I've got the Frankenstein monster. And I got Dr. Frankenstein to come in to read Aaron's notes this week. (laughs) So hold on a second. I'm going to go get the... Guys! Guys! Come in! Come in! Does he want us yet? Should I come into the room? (laughs) You, you have to invite me in. I can't. I can't come in. You have to invite me. Yes. I, are you there, Tracy? Are you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I, I got to Yes. I Yes. What, so, so I'm here with my friends to help and read Alan's reveal. I, I just, can, can we read it? Dracula, would you like to start off by reading Alan's reveal? Why, yes. Thank you for that introduction. I will read the notes. The notes say from Aaron. They say the song is played at 76 beats per minute. Snack time is written in the key of C major, which strikes me as appropriate for a children's song. The instrumentation is simple but earnest. Ooh, just like I like my blood. Simple, earnest, like a fine Austrian peasant. Just wasting away in the sunlight. Mm. Takes me back. Speaking of Austria, Austria is a wonderful country. Do you not agree, Mr. Monster? <laughs> can, you read, uh, can you tell us what Alan said next? Chord structure. Very simple. First, yes? partially, gently, between one and... Oh, ah, what are you doing? Just uh, read the notes. Uh, read the notes. One was that? and four. The four. Okay. Two six. Turn around in chorus, which is. He's doing very well. No, it's okay. Oh, okay. I, I, stop! It's bringing the fire over to him. It is a very oh, frustrating. Sorry, I was trying to light the cigar. Go, go. Would you like some more light over there? I am sorry. Is two five six one? I I no. I I V I V. You're doing great. I. <laughs> They must have used a really good abnormal brain for you this time. Using... I, I, I found the gold. I found the best I could. Was it nice? <laughs> it, it was a nice one. It was a little decayed. It must have been a Roman brain to read all of these I's and V's. Oh, wait. <laughs> IVs. That reminds me of how I'm... blood is taken oh. out of people. Are you on the blood again? I mean, come on. I mean, who isn't? Too many numbers. <laughs> sorry. Here, maybe this torch will help you see. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No! Oh, I keep forgetting I, about I, the fire lost thing. Oh. Michelle, will you go get him? Oh, I suppose I could. Let me put my butter down. Hold on. <laughs> All right. I Come on. <laughs> I will take over while you go get him. 
Alright? So, what I'm saying is that of course the song goes into an extended art outro onto the simple van for verse vamp. Why is that so very hard? Oh, the verse uh, vamp is time, my favorite part. <laughs> oh, yes, of course, your favorite part. So, this time the children, some of whom I'm assuming are the band members' family, he says, which is right. They oh, are. you must never assume. Uh, <laughs> you know what they say and about various... that. <laughs> what does they say about If you that? assume when the moon is full on a good night, even a man who is pure of heart will be an ass out of you and me. <laughs> That's a, it's a very interesting thing. There must be a translation because I have not heard that before. I took some poetic license, perhaps. I don't know. Oh. Ah, David, explain it, yes. And so various Canadians and American musicians and celebrities, including Veer Al Yankovic. He's very good. Oh, just like the Veer Al? He's alright too. Funny. <laughs> yes, he is very funny. Yes. Any more to say about that? Sure, Gangster's Paradise is great. What do you want us to say? <laughs> so. And then there's also Getty Lee, but you guys have covered all this. I heard you from outside. So and they introduce themselves and their favorite snack. Kevin is singing with an earnest, perhaps somewhat world-weary voice. So was, why would you write that? And you know I can't say those words. And channeling his inner Johnny Cash. Yes, if Johnny Cash was Gordon Lightfoot, perhaps. I, I agree. You know, it's so, uh, this, he says he's Canadian, but he is obviously showing that he's more American than a Canadian. And so he says, well, I admit, I went into this oh, quite skeptical. I have to admit that I really enjoyed this song, especially when the, when the outro come in. As with Canadian Dry, I admit that my Canadian half, which we, we agree is very weak for Aaron, uh, half is fond of all things Canadian, and specifically hearing God Danny's voice, it really hits me in a way I wasn't expecting. It made me want to go and listen to the hip. Oh, yes, he no, has kind of hip. gone through several hips over the years, I think. Uh. The, the, the tragically hip, not, oh. not that kind My of hip. hip's Pop. tragic. <laughs> Have you ever seen him try to walk? Uh, yeah, yeah, that is tragic. It is embarrassing for <laughs> all of us. It's, it was not my best work, I admit. It's very weak. Uh, no offense. I, I, I got an old 80-year-old man for that part. It's not so good. Uh. So, like, I gotta go calm down, monster. Can you, can you, can you take over for a minute, uh, uh, Drac? Oh, certainly. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, everybody should go and listen to a hip. Oh, the hip. Sorry. It's a shame, because the tragically hip, they just aren't well known outside of Canada. And they deserve to be. And he is correct. My favorite song of theirs, I'm a werewolf, baby. It's a good song, a B-side. Doesn't get a lot of play, even up here. Too bad. But yes. <laughs> yeah, my word. <laughs> didn't come, it didn't matter. Yeah, see? Now we can cover a song, too. Kevin Hearn is nothing special. Anyway, uh, Aaron continues. I like this song. There, I said it. I'm sure Tracy is happy. Tracy, are you about? Are you happy? Yay! He is. 
I am very happy. I'm, I love the fact that he loves his song. He is very happy. It is still a kid's song, but one that speaks to my inner Canadian child. So there it is. Would you like to finish it off, Our Frankenstein monster? Song good. Fire bad. <laughs> We've all learned a lesson, I think. So, three, how, how many, how many, three, how many crispy crunchies? Crispy crunch. I mean, oh, yeah. Good, so what? What's a crispy bar. crunch? No, not good oh. bar. Not Mister Good bar. No, no that's no. the wrong one. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> I think Frank's gonna kill me over here. That's what he does, yes. Have you not seen his films? <laughs> He's passionate. He's passionate. He, he is. Buttercups. What? <laughs> you must be very excited about Halloween coming up, considering how much you love these candies. Aaron gives 3.5 Crispy Crunch Bar. Best bar ever. Only in Canada. Out of five. And that is the end of Aaron Becker. Uh, <laughs> it was right after right, that well, they well, staked him in the heart. It was a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. You, you saw him down in Jamaica? I, uh, oh, in Jamaica? Maybe I saw another guy. Yeah. <laughs> he did die by a stake through the heart, right. though, did he not? <laughs> uh, well, I heard he was eating Kobe beef steak this week, but... I, I, nothing about getting staked through the heart. He he doesn't wish you any harm, I don't think. I wouldn't know. I prefer chicken. the blood pudding. Oh. Uh, all right. That's that's a bad enough joke. Get out of here. Get get out. Okay. Out. Here that's I enough. go. Bye. Oh, turning into a bat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't, now that we know Aaron's take on this, why don't we get our takes on this michelle i'll let you take over now while i try to get the studio back into some semblance of normal yeah, thank in here. you that would be great yes so for ratings um i went with a simple uh rating system uh since the songs are broken down in i one two and three i just went with i so how many eyes do we give this song oh. i like i liked it i i went with um I gave the song a 3.75. You know, it's not, would I look for it? No, but do I like it? Yeah, it's good. You know, it's a, it's fine. It's fine. Is that? I give it a nice 3.75. Is that out of out of yeah. 10 okay. or out of 5? Oh, our... <laughs> out our, of 5, right? <laughs> our ratings go from 1 to 5. Okay. 1 being the lowest. <laughs> Five being the highest. Okay. So this is an, I apologize for not sharing that with you. Um, I don't know how many eyes so, have it, you know? Yes. So I give it 3.75 eyes. How, what is your rating for this song? Which one of us? Uh, Tracy, why don't you go? <laughs> okay. Um, off this album, it's not my least favorite. It's definitely not my favorite. Um, I gave it a solid 2.5. I'll, I'll listen. Yeah. I'll listen to it. I think this is the first time in our history that I have given a higher score than you. I think you're probably pretty correct. Although, no, there might be one more, but it's like rare. There might be one other. This is very rare. Yeah. 
I hate to say it, but I'm not a fan of this song. I'll listen to it if it comes on, but I just, I don't like it. I don't search it out. It's just, it's good enough. So. Yeah. Wow. I, I've got to agree. I mean, I, I like this song, but it's it's really on the border of like, I, I, I don't dislike it. I don't love it. It's it's just kind of frothy. It's a kid's song. And, uh, and so I'd probably give it three eyes. Uh, out of five just put it right in the middle there uh, there's nothing to dislike about go. this song and it's really nice yep. to hear Gord Downey again especially now but uh, and, and it's always nice to hear Weird Al Yankovic so you know I'll, I'll give it a three <laughs> yeah okay. I have to agree with Andrew actually I gave it right down the middle to an even three and but you know what I think if I was younger and that says a lot uh, but as a kid, if I was listening to this album, I probably would give them all fives just because I'm a kid and I don't know anything. Uh, <laughs> at the same time, uh, from a childhood perspective, I can see a lot of the value and, and the care the, that comes with this song. I re- like I said, it, it's a fluffy song. It's a comforting song. It's a comfortable song about something that yes. each of us do when we want to be comfortable. We snack. So I like that, but at the same time, and it's one of the best Gordon Lightfoot uh, covers I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, so, Strong. So yeah. I'll give it. A, I'll give it an even three. Absolutely. Wow, this is amazing! Wow. I don't think I've ever given the highest score. You did it! On Yay! This. Yay. This, I'm shocked. <laughs> Usually, you know, I'm. I mean, I'm pretty positive, but you know, I tend to. I, I thought, usually am the high one. I, I Yes, yes. So this is interesting. So this puts this song, because we have Aaron's rating. So I'm going to guess around a 3.1. 3.15. And it's, it's right between Old Anxine and Another Heartbreak. Oh, all right. Not bad. And, and so, uh, Justin, you were mentioning the kids' point of view, yeah. and so I'm going to have the kids step in at this point and give us their points of view on this song. Oh. Hi, I'm Bella, and I like bubblegum. Bella, what did you think about the song? How many How many do you give it? Zero to five. I give it a four. What did you like about the song? I like that... It had a combination of what we had. We have snack, and it has, and the song has snack involved in it. Was there any things about it that you didn't like? Um, no. Hi, I'm Ben, and I like king size Dominum packets. Benjamin, zero to five. How many stars do you give this song? Five. What did you like about the song so much? everything what was your favorite part of the song the one who mentioned cheese it so really quick um the appearance that i have for this week since we have gourd as part of this week's uh part of the song um i'm having an appearance where the band talks about their um interactions with the tragically hip um why they don't remember opening for them at one point in time when they did open for them um and kevin's memory of trying to record a piece of coke machine glow while he was while there was a party downstairs at the same time so i'll be posting that interview (laughs) it's actually a wonderful interview it's actually a lot of fun to listen to so 
And Coke Machine Glow is a great book. Yeah, uh, that's uh, originally anyway. It was Gord Downey's poetry. You should go check that out too. Yeah, it's as much fun to read as it is to. I've heard him recite some of it once on a special. I can't remember what it was on CBC Radio, and hearing it from his voice too adds to yeah. it. Yeah, the only one I remember from it is is just a fragment, and it's when I was young, I thought TV was real, but now. I know it is. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. It's a good book. I'll admit, I've not listened to much of the album. Mm. I haven't heard the album. I just saw the book. So, two plugs for this week. That's interesting. <clears throat> First of all, I'll come back to you guys in a second because I want to plug something else real quick. Um, and then we'll we'll come back and plug you guys because I want to finish up with plugging for you guys. Um I do want to let you guys do let the audience know that Stephen Page is going to be doing a concert series, a four-piece concert series with the uh, New Brunswick Symphony Orchestra, um, along with the Stephen Page Trio. And the person that's going to be conducting that is Andy Cregan. What? Yes. So you guys, I don't know if, how close you guys are up to this. Nice. Uh, so maybe you'll be able to go and see this. We're close to um, nothing. I actually reached <laughs> Newfoundland is an island <laughs> in the middle of the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, we're at the edge of the we're at the edge of the abyss here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a lot closer to these things than Fair. I am. I can tell you yeah. that by looking at the at the places. Um, it's actually coming up re- relatively soon in a couple of weeks. I reached out to the to the orchestra to the symphony. Uh, sorry, to the symphony people. Um, and so this, the shows are going to be on January 31st at the Imperial Theater in St. John on February 2nd at the Capitol Theater in Moncton, February 3rd at the Playhouse in Fredericton and February 4th at the Rebecca Kahn Hall in Halifax. And those tickets are already on sale. So when you guys hear this, go out buy tickets if you get a chance i would love to be there this is one of those things where i wish i lived in the the maritimes of canada so i could get a chance to go and see these shows that sounds amazing mm. and so now to our other plug which i think is a more important plug you guys tell us a little bit more about where people can find you and your your big things that you guys have had going on the last couple of weeks oh boy <laughs> man well we, we've had a really big couple of weeks uh over on monster squad minute we're wrapping up the movie and and so we're yes. in the the kind of climax of the the film and there's some minutes there that that i would argue and and i'm not trying to throw shade at my fellow movies by minutes hosts are probably the best minutes in all of the movie by minutes uh, canon. So just bar none, no, no bravado, no hyperbole. It's just the truth. <laughs> yeah, and and especially uh, we just finished up a week where uh, we had Andre Gower on as a guest, and he plays Sean. He's the main uh, leader of the Monster Squad in the movie, and he gave us a lot of really yeah. cool behind the scenes stuff. And we've got more guests Andrew. from the movie coming up as well. Andrew, what did he do though? What did? Oh what, yeah, well. <laughs> You know, uh, tell, tell the nice I, people. Tell the nice I don't, don't want to brag or anything, but uh, yeah, at the end of the week, uh, he said uh, he said we could be in the club. So we're in yeah, the club. We're, <laughs> nice. We're members of the Monster Squad now. So uh, nice. Congratulations. Life has been pretty different since then. And Your uh, squaddies. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, Did, we got to get our business. We changed. just. <laughs> Patrick is. You guys stepped out for a few minutes. But Dracula and, and Frankenstein's monster came in. Oh, like, man. 
you that would have been really like, awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you, like I know that you guys are good with Frank, but like, well, Dracula being here, like you would have had to take him down. I mean, gosh, it, it would have been really awkward. You know, they're monsters. We're monster killers. We would have had to blow a hole in limbo and suck them all into eternal damnation. And it, I'm not sure how they got it out. Would have been now, awkward. I'll say this: we would offer a professional courtesy, given that we are on a guest podcast. So we probably would have just. Taking it outside, like you should. No, we would have let you have That's the first stake. Thank you. you. We're Canadians. What do you want? <laughs> exactly. That's wonderful. Would you guys please step yeah. outside? Sorry. Sorry about that, eh? <laughs> and we'd hold the door for you, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've been talking about snacks tonight. I do have a quick round of questions for you. Michelle. Oh, gosh. Uh... Mm, oh, ke- homemade kettle mm. corn. So popcorn with a lot of melted butter, brown sugar, and a lot of salt. That's a snack. Andrew, favorite snack? Uh, I've got to say uh, roasted pumpkin seeds, and especially tis the season. But uh, you saute pumpkin seeds in butter and salt, roast them in the oven and, until they're crispy. They are the best food in the world. And definitely yep. a snack, Lightfoot. It's a snack. <laughs> oh, no, but, uh, for, in his, uh, to also go along with him, I mean, his mom makes some of the best roasted pumpkin seeds you'll ever make. They're, she does, they're really yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Shout out to mom. Hi, mom. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know she listens to us, right? Yep. Everyone listens yep. to us. And Justin. I'm, I'm actually eating it now. <laughs> Just a moment. <laughs> Yay! My is that other are those it's chips? Nachos, I bet. No, nachos. Not- I would argue are an experience. <laughs> I'm curious about the dip. That intrigues yes. me. This I have plain ruffled chips of any kind, but these, yep. this little dish here is a dish of uh, a homemade uh, dip that my wife and I make, and we call it, actually, our cheeseburger, our bacon cheeseburger dip. Ooh. What's in it is a, uh, a mix of two uh, uh, blends that we have. One is a three-onion dip blend, and the other is a bacon cheddar blend, and it's mixed in with a cup of sour cream and a cup of... Um, Hellman's, like proper mayonnaise. Yes. Blend that all together, put it in the fridge, and here, here you go. <laughs> wow. I'm Can you send that recipe? In a moment. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's pretty much a party in a in a bowl here. That <laughs> sounds amazing. Yeah. By next week when we come back, I'll have that recipe, and I will have gained about ten pounds from like eating all she, of that. Now, for the for the record, my wife makes something even better than this, uh, which is a baked dip, and it involves cream cheese. <gasps> But don't oh. even get me started on that. That you think nachos are experience? That's that's a that's a weekender. That's a whole thing. <laughs> that would be experience. a meal. Never mind a snack. But That'd as be like for an all day as for affair. Little, as for a little pause in my day, there it is. Oh, <laughs> What's yours, amazing. Tracy? Yeah. Mine is popcorn. I have to agree with Michelle. Like mm. popcorn with a little bit of butter over it and and some along once again mixed in with some Parmesan cheese to top it mm. off. That that will do me for the evening. I'm good. That's good and stuff. And speaking of popcorn, that's our song next week. Hooray! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
do, that's do, the do, one we'll do, be covering. Oh, you're getting ahead of us already. That's a great song. Yeah, I'm so awesome. glad the Bare Naked Ladies did that song. It is. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> we'll cover that one next week. Yay. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining Yay. us. Thanks for having us back on. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. This was so much fun. Yeah, it's always a blast. I love the recipe talk. Yeah. And we'll see you next week, and thank you for joining us. Yay. Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets. Except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.